wife Lauren, as well as my two baby girls and myself, we have all tested positive for COVID-19. And I could tell you that this has been one of the most challenging and difficult things we have ever had to endure as a family. And, um, and for me personally, too, as well. And, and, and I've gone through some doozies in the past. That's The Rock. His whole family got COVID. Him, his wife, and his two kids. Wow. He is a rock. He is an island. I can't believe I forgot this story until now, but that's just the way my brain works. I need to take better notes. Somebody remind me to take better notes. In fact, I should jot down a note to take better notes. My wife has two friends. Two. Not one, but two. Before I say this, we don't think COVID's a hoax. We think it is simultaneously a terrible and insidious disease and overblown. Both are true. Where was I? My wife has two friends. Did I make that clear? Who signed up to get COVID tests, but then something came up and they couldn't go. And then they got the notice that they had tested positive. Oh. Two of them. Really? Yes. Now, I had heard those tales. And this is the criteria that keeps your school closed. Right. And, And your business closed. And the emergency power is still in effect. I had heard that from a couple of listeners, but it was nobody that my wife or I was personally acquainted with. And she spoke to them yesterday. We've gotten texts to that effect, too. Yeah. People yeah. have had the same experience. Yeah. What the hell is that? And the number what of cases that? and the positive percentages are what your opening, reopening is based on. Is it also because that's what federal funding yeah, is based see, on? Yeah, I don't believe in a, I, I don't, I just, I can't believe in a conspiracy that, you know, hospitals or testing organizations are faking stuff up to help out the government shut things down. But I can absolutely believe, because it's, it's human nature, that if you're getting funding based on this, that you would work as hard as you can to have as high a number as possible? Absolutely right. believe that. Somebody help me understand, though, what is the mechanism whereby a person would not show up for their test and then be informed that they're positive? Is there anything other than malevolence, malevolence, malfeasance, uh, fraud? I mean, I, I just, I, I don't know. I'm, I cannot come up with an innocent explanation for that. The fact and if that, I could, I'd tell you. The fact that we've had not a ton, but I'd say a half dozen texts over the last several months of people saying, yeah, my uncle did this or I did this or whatever. We um, need a whistleblower. As always, you will uh, be anonymous. We have never gotten a source in trouble, not even once in going on a quarter century of doing this. Um, email us mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, or if you prefer, you can text us 415-295-KFTC. Uh, Michael, do you want something? Yeah, I had a friend, uh, his aunt, same thing, Joe, exact same thing. Okay. That's weird. Yeah, that's it's, it's getting close to friend of a friend, but if it was his aunt... Now, when he told you the story, it wasn't his aunt's friend, right? No, no. I, this is a very reliable person. The friend of a friend phenomenon is if if Jack tells me that, yeah, my brother's coworker said when I retell the story, I'll say it's Jack's coworker. So it's not four degrees separate. Yeah. That's how urban legends get going. Yeah. But I I am quite satisfied. Did I tell you about the time I woke up in a bathtub full of ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Like, every time we drink, you, okay. you bring it up again. Okay. You say, hey, the ice in this cocktail reminds me of the night. Um, anyway. With the note about the kidneys? Yes, okay. about the kidneys. Um, 
Yeah, I, I'm pretty uh, certain that this information is solid. I heard the stat yesterday, and this is almost certainly true. Uh, 99.5% of Americans will not end up in the hospital or die of COVID. 99.5%. Because I know it was 99% for death. 99% of people won't die of COVID at the current rates we're going. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and the question, obviously, is how much economic damage do you do? Right. How long do you keep kids out of school if 99.5% of people will not end up in the hospital or dead from COVID? Yeah. Well, and just speaking for myself, I will accept those policies, the policies we've done, if there is a reasonable and balanced discussion of it. But the the shutdown side won't even acknowledge that, whoa, this is unprecedented in human history. I mean, this is a new thing we're trying. We're going to prevent a very small number of deaths, tragic and horrible, and I don't want them, but relatively speaking, a small number of deaths by wreaking enormous damage to millions of people, economically, physically, mentally, the children, my God, the the, the effects on the children right now. If we're going to have that full discussion and then say, yeah, all things being weighed, we need to stay shut down to some extent. Again, I can accept it. I might not like it, but I'll accept it. But that discussion isn't even being had. No. We have childlike stupidities being thrown around that I'm going to listen to the scientists. Seriously, if Baxter, my dog, said that to me, I'd send him outside. Tell him no treats for you. That's not an argument, Baxter. It's a slogan, you jackass. Science. Which would confuse him because he's not a jackass. He's a dog, but... We have rhetoric classes with your dog. It's frustrating. Well, he's trying to talk. Mm. I'm absolutely convinced of that. He 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 looks at you. He moves his mouth. He goes. It's 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 a little disturbing. (laughs) But he's had ample chance to attack me while I sleep, and he hasn't yet. So, (laughs) I'll keep you up to date on that. Yeah. Hey, if uh, you could pick one world leader to be in in a in a room, perhaps an octagon, with Vlad Putin. And to come out alive, who would you pick? I'm thinking I might pick the Iron Lady of Germany, okay. Angela Merkel, who gave a big stiff arm to uh, to China. I don't know this day. story. Yeah. Oh, P- speaking of stiff arms, according to this headline, the average NFL fan will watch nearly 18 hours of commercials this uh, season, but only six and a half hours of action. Number one, who cares? Number two, those stats are always so misleading. Because if you're a football fan, or particularly you know a lot about football, you know everything that happens between the plays is important. Well, I remember, everything that happens once they're at the line of scrimmage, that is the action. I remember the first time I heard that the average NFL game has 11 and a half minutes of action mm-hmm. is, uh, is pretty shocking. It is. Yeah. It absolutely is. But, again, the more you know, at the game, uh, know about the game, rather, sorry, um, the more you understand that you know the formations and personnel and adjustments and all that stuff... That's positioning the forces. I mean, can you imagine saying to Eisenhower, as all the forces of D-Day were assembled under the clouds, ready to invade Normandy, saying to him, when does the action start? What do you generals do? See, that would brand, that would make you an idiot. And he'll <laughs> probably take his riding crop and give you a good licking. So how did he get in here? <laughs> Um, the commission on debates announced yesterday if they're, if Biden does debate and boy, all the momentum seems to be going that way. I'm surprised by that. I was sure he would hold out as long and hard as he could. Nancy Pelosi said he shouldn't. Anyway, they named Chris Wallace. He will do the first debate. 
uh, here end of September, and then there are two more scheduled with... Chris is a closeted lefty, but he's a good reporter, and he will not be played for a dupe. He will ask difficult follow-up questions. Then a guy named Steve Scully from C-SPAN, followed by Chris... I do not know him. Do You watch a lot of C-SPAN, don't you? <sighs> Yeah, I do. You hit to him? I do. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. And then Kristen Welker and Susan Page. Susan Page is USA USA Today? Today, Yeah, Susan Welker is the uh, terrible NBC News, right? Yeah, I don't have a lot of optimism for that go-around. Susan Page isn't bad. She's a lefty. She works for USA Today, but she's not one of those, like, wild-eyed, crazy, dishonest CNN lefties. But I'm happy the first debate is Chris Wallace. I think that's a good one. I'm, I really like that it's one person and not, like, three here and then two more over here. And you keep going to different people, and they all represent different groups. And you got the one guy from Telemundo who's going to ask all questions about immigration from a wildly liberal viewpoint. Bueno. I'm, I'm glad none of that's happening. Yeah. It's Chris yeah. Wallace. That debate could be wild, though. I mean, it could be super crazy wild. Yeah. Speaking of wild-eyed liars, I was trying to find the story about that uh, PBS reporter gal who was on MSNBC and claimed that that 17-year-old up in uh, Kenosha gunned down unarmed people when the one guy was armed. I mean, that's not spin. That's just lying. And I don't think Susan Page is one of those people. Mm. But that's your PBS NPR. They will say anything, and they are supported by your tax dollars saying it. Oh, well. So uh, the Angela Merkel story, uh, China, uh, the Western world, I should say, starting to realize uh, we can't be buds with China. We might be frenemies, but we're not going to be buddies. And some of the stuff that um, Attorney General Barr and Mike Pompeo said yesterday about China are a little uh, disturbing. Re how much they're trying to uh, infiltrate our elections and how powerful they are getting militarily. So we will grab the dragon by the neck in the next segment. Stay tuned if you've got the guts. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, thanks for tuning in this morning. Germany has told China to stop threatening Europe as Angela Merkel has hardened her stance toward Beijing. Uh, uh, after Beijing said a politician from the Czech Republic who visited Taiwan this week would pay a heavy price for expressing support for the self-governing island facing Chinese subjugation. This is the president of the Czech Senate. Um, he told uh, Taiwan, I am Taiwanese, in what was interpreted as a reference to John F. Kennedy's anti-communist Ich bin ein Berliner, which uh, translates roughly into I am a jelly donut, unfortunately. I mean, it'd be like going to Hamburg and saying I am a hamburger. It's just an unfortunate I didn't know that. double meaning of the term. Yeah, it's a, my German teacher thought that was hysterical, even as it was moving and, and serious. Yeah, and considered um, one of the great presidential quotes of all time. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, the foreign minister in Merkel's government on Tuesday stood up telling his Chinese uh, counterpart, Wang Yi, that threats have no place here and that Europeans stood together shoulder to shoulder. Uh, Good stuff. Good stuff. Two things I wanted to play here. First, uh, this is Attorney General Barr being asked about the Chinese uh, infiltrating our election and then about uh, the military situation currently. 
Russia, China, and Iran, which is the most assertive, the most aggressive in this area? I believe it's China. Which one? China. China more than Russia right now? Yes. Why do you say that? Because I've seen the intelligence. That's what I've concluded. When we play war games, and we've been playing them for a number of years now, and they're out in, uh, in the open press, uh, we're challenged to win. And most times we indeed lose in that very close sandbox to mainland China. The separation between Taiwan and mainland China is less than 100 miles. And that's where that fight would, would take place. So the country most trying to screw with our election this year is China. And militarily, they, uh, they whoop our ass when we do war games in terms of trying to defend Taiwan specifically. Right, in their neighborhood. Yeah. What's, yeah. A, what's a layman's uh, description of what a, a war game is? Is that just like a simulation that they run? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it, sometimes it's entirely on paper or computers. Sometimes they actually pull some of the maneuvers to are assess the, readiness. Are the Chinese the... involved in that, or are we no. anticipating what their responses would be? Yeah, that one. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, oftentimes you take you like your two uh, your two best military dudes in whatever situation you got here, and you put one on one side and one on the other, and let them go at it. If you had the resources yeah. that we understand yeah. China to have, have yeah. how would you approach? Okay, right, yeah. right. How would you attack, counterattack the rest of it? God, I, I I swear, if China moved on Taiwan the week of the election, like three days after the election, when we're in full Biden stole it, Trump stole it mode be a brilliant move. I think it's semi-likely. I don't think it's likely, but it's such a distinct possibility you have to be aware of. Who did I hear that I that I respect say they think it's a decent chance that it happens? They fully expect that to I happen. I just said it. Do you respect me? Come on now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I remember that conversation, honestly, but I don't remember who it was. Um, well, Xi Jinping is playing the long game. So if he thinks, man, this is tempting, but... We've got just about naval parity. Why don't we wait till we're about 20% stronger than the U.S.? And if it's after I'm gone, that's fine. This is a thousand-year plan or a hundred-year marathon, as the book mm-hmm. title is. Um, so it's, it's difficult to say. I, I can't get inside his commie head. But there is no question that if he felt like they could get over, they would do something horrendous that upset uh, global uh, stability. I think the great move with doing it the week after the election is you not only pull off something they've been wanting to do since 1949 by uh, you know reclaiming Taiwan and making it part of China, the 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 disarray you'd put our country in with uh, Trump and, and Biden at each other's throats and both claiming the other one is uh, to blame and these, uh, you know you would you you would be damaging your number one foe also. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Anyway. That'll be something to watch. That'll make things exciting. That'd be kind of like a, that'd be like, um, kind of fits in with the 2020 thing, right? Kind of building to like a climax. Oh, no. Okay. Full on military, no, uh, no, no, standoff no, with China. No, it's here. End of 2020. Had We've had plenty. I'm full. Oh, thanks, 2020. <laughs> that was, oh, I'm stuffed. No more chaos. <laughs> None. Hey, just got this note from Mark. Who, her, his adult daughters, roommates, etc., had to be tested for COVID. Test came back positive, but then they went back and got tested again. Nobody had ever had any symptoms, and they said, "No, you never had." It's false positive, and he just asks, mm-hmm. "Are false positives, which are a bit of a problem, um, are they removed?" Sure, I don't from know the statistics. Good question. Oh, and the other thing is, and this uh, applies to Cal Unicornia. 
Um, I thought I had it right here. There is a uh, a guy with a fair amount of authority and expertise in this, a data expert who finds Gavin Mussolini's COVID nineteen uh, guidelines to be mathematically impossible to reach. It'll take a little while to explain, okay. so maybe we'll hold off yeah. for a segment or two. I'm confused but confused by and, that. And of course, Mussolini's uh, regulations are reminiscent of those in a bunch of different places, so uh, it could well apply to you. But In celebrity news, I'm looking at the TV, and it says Harry and Meghan, the, the royal couple. The uh, former royal couple, they're on the outs with the palace. They're just regular people now. Have signed a giant blockbuster deal with Netflix. Oh, that to, didn't last long. To do what? Develop stuff. Because they're royals? Former royals. They're on the splits with the... Pa- oh, I said that already. Uh, yes. Well, she's an actress. She's been involved in show business. And anything they do will get enormous attention. Mm-hmm. And he's a prince. I, I he's s- not a prince. I think in early, uh, he's a duke. I think an early uh, would be just some sort of reality show-esque thing All where right. they follow him around. Oh, no, stop it. You, you, you want to <laughs> make me get away from you quickly? Let me know you have any interest in what these two are doing, and I will run from you. Yes. God, I can't imagine actually knowing someone who gives a crap about that. Oh, and today's headline of the day. We need to get to it. It's priceless. Coming up next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Maybe I could be a and your father was never considered smart. He was never considered a good senator. He was only a good vice president because he understood how to kiss Barack Obama's ass. Listen to that crowd. We play that. That's that's from pre-COVID, obviously. Play that only to remind you what Donald Trump is missing. Probably his greatest strength. Oh, boy. Because of the COVID. That wasn't very presidential. (laughs) But how about that crowd roar? Yeah. That's happened a few times (laughs) in the last 50 years where any politician can get a crowd to go like that. Yep. Um, And he's missing out on that because of the COVID. I mean, it's just circumstances. It wasn't planned. It's not a conspiracy or anything like that. But that is is taking away a great strength from somebody running for president. Well, don't worry, because great political ads will carry the day, Jack. Except that they don't really persuade people very well at all. We have some interesting stats Mm. on that coming up. The headline of the day, Wisconsin Antifa commander with flamethrower bursts into tears during arrest, according to cops. The cops moved in to arrest this lunatic. Uh, he's armed, he's dangerous, he's committed acts of violence, etc. He had uh, smoke grenades, fireworks, rockets, and a flamethrower on him. When they moved in to arrest him, he curled up into the fetal position and began weeping. All right, tough guy. Enjoy jail. Moving along. Oh, this guy, they called him, uh, what was his, his nickname? He's a, a red-haired fella. He's known to be a violent uh, Antifa commander. He's called, what, the, the Red General? or a can- Commander Red. That was his nickname, Commander Red. <laughs> Sounds like a knockoff soda. <laughs> <laughs> Commander Red. Hey, you guys have uh, you guys have Dr. Pepper here? No, we got Commander Red. <laughs> uh, all right. Super cheap. How about Mr. Pib? No, just Commander Red. So listen to this, would you? 
Gavin Mussolini, who's the governor of the most populous and goofiest state in the union, hello, Oregon, coming up from behind, uh, Cal Unicornia, issued yet another set of new guidelines for when businesses and schools could open up and, and earn a living and feed themselves and educate their children, keep their children from becoming psychological basket cases. So yet another new uh, standard, set of standards, a four-tiered system. And the uh, county public health officer in San Diego County was talking about this. And she pointed out that San Diego County, which is doing very, very well with the vid, had made it to Tier 2, the only county in Southern California to earn that designation. The county still has substantial COVID-19. That's one of the terms they use for the tiers. But unlike uh, a bunch of other counties, including L.A. County, uh, it's not considered widespread. Then they go into a bunch of numbers. They reported these cases, the number of deaths, et cetera, et cetera. Of the 8,821 tests reported, 3% returned positive, lowering the 14-day rolling average of positive tests to 3.6, well below the state's guidelines of 8%. The seven-day average number of tests performed in the county is about 7,300. Don't You don't have to memorize these numbers, but... Good, because I'm not. You got... Two metrics the state is monitoring. One's an old one, the percentage of positive tests, and the new one, the number of daily new cases per 100,000. San Diego's numbers are very good, but the health lady pointed out, to make it to the next tier, the county has to show rates between 2 and 5% positive and between 1 and 4% new daily cases per 100,000. But there's a 21-day mandatory wait time before you can move between tiers. Oh, wow, so that's a long to, time, right, three weeks. So you have to hit those goals, and then there's a three-week waiting period, and a county must meet the metrics for the next tier for two straight weeks, and then the three-week waiting period begins. Also, a county may only move one tier at a time. Well, data expert Justin Hart has been analyzing COVID-19 numbers throughout this whole mess, and he is an advocate for getting back to normal, but he said... He found the new color-coded system completely ridiculous, and he says it's actually impossible for San Diego County, who we're looking at now, to make it to the lowest setting. He tweeted, if we assume 8% infection rate here in San Diego County, with 98% specificity and 99% sensitivity, if we test just 1,650 people, that will yield 33 false positives right there. We will never make it to the lowest setting. And businesses will be closed for good entirely and only based on false positives. So the question would be, did they set it up that way on out of incompetence or because they knew you would never get there? And that way they can just it'll just be on their word. We have some friends and listeners who think that this is a a, a Trojan horse, if you will, to seize much higher levels of power and control than have ever existed before. I, I'm not sure I buy that just because it's been so ruinous to the economy. Right. And it's made the politicians look so terrible, at least anybody paying attention. I, I'm not sure at this point. And I'm not, you know, Obama's going to invade Texas guy. I just, I'm a practical man, Jack. Um, but incompetence this horrendous? Can, can that just be? Oh, of course it can. Dumbness, you think? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a little discouraging when you're watching your life savings go away. I would say. So, um... And Nancy Pelosi going ahead and keeping you closed while she does does business with with her favorites. Yeah, no problem. 
She never had gray roots at any point during the coronavirus, so she was obviously getting her hair done regularly. Sure, she wasn't doing it herself. I don't know how often you have to get your hair did. Um, I haven't had hair in quite some years. Excellent rural uh, grammar there. Um, did you come up with that audio yet, Sean? Uh, the USC professor? Uh, trying... No, I need to listen to it okay, first. I okay, I'm trying to decide... I don't know if you've heard this story. Well, we'll have we'll we'll play it for you next uh, next segment. We'll get it for you. A USC professor who's on leave. Students were offended that a Chinese word he used during a lecture a lecture on foreign languages sounded like an English racial slur. Okay. And so he's on leave for this. We'll play it for you. Okay. We'll play it for you when you come back. When mm. we come back, keeping in mind that it's a Chinese word. You can't outlaw foreign words that sound like something in English. I mean, <laughs> you all understand how crazy these people are now, and they're running our universities. I think you'll find this entertaining. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm really, really mad because of that. Because I really wanted to do math. And I can't do it now because they hacked it. And I really wanted to do it because that's my favorite subject. (laughs) It's a little kid who's math class got hacked somehow second day in a row i think who's hacking into the math class math hackers (laughs) poor kid really likes math that's a small number of kids that really 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 like math poor lad okay so we got a we got a a decision to make here there is a usc professor who has been suspended well for quote making a racial slur Using a racial slur. What he was doing was he was talking about uh, words in the Chinese language, and he was saying a Chinese word that sounds like a racial slur. Yeah. An N-bomb. And he's actually on leave. They haven't fired him, but often on leave turns into getting fired if they Well, yeah, his, feel the his career is absolutely under dire threat, and his colleagues have turned on him. Guaranteed. His woke colleagues, he's, he's, he's poison, he's persona non grata. So if you're speaking a foreign language, you have to run through your mind, Does it, do any of these words sound like a word I'm not allowed to say in the United States? Yeah. Yep. Whether I'm speaking Russian or Chinese or whatever I'm speaking. Any kid who's studied German knows what fart means. It's the root verb for drive, to drive far and whatever. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's rude to use it when you're discussing the German language. Um, we heard the tape. We're debating whether to play it. It's absolutely defensible to play it um, because he's saying a Chinese word. Doesn't not Defensible doesn't matter if the mob gets upset and corporate people get frightened. Executive producer Hansen making a rare on-air appearance advocating uh, uh, for yes to play oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm embarrassed to be a part of this conversation. Actually, I didn't know I was working with a couple of little girls. Whoa! Wow. You can say that because oh. you have a little girl. <laughs> wow, that was fairly politically incorrect yeah. right there. I couldn't say that because I have two little boys, but you have a little girl, so you can say that. Can he? I think so. I don't think he can. I don't think we should have played that. <laughs> Never mind the Chinese Please professor. do not use gendered language to, to address everyone. I'm with old breathless Bill for once in my life. 
All um, right, here's the way I see geez. this. I initially was a yes vote. But if the mob comes for us over this, they will play us chuckling just then. They'll say, they played it just a blah, 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 blah. And if that goes sideways, then we can't do all the other stuff that we do that I think is worth doing. You know what I mean? Would you like a Wowie Pop? <laughs> if, if Wait a minute. You're a no-vote, you liar. <laughs> hypocrite. If instead of Why this... Why did you go get a haircut with Nancy Pelosi, you hypocrite? If instead of this word, it was one of the, the famous George Carlin seven words you can't say, uh-huh. would we still be as enthusiastic? Like, if it was a Chinese <laughs> word, but it sounded just like one of those other words, would we do it then? I don't think we would. If it sounded, if yeah. it sounded exactly like the F word, or the, or a C, or whatever, well, like, no, know, probably wouldn't. It's an interesting point, but it's uh, it's a poor one, Sean. And let me tell you why. As long as everybody's insulting but everybody poor else, pretty much sums up my dating profile. <laughs> Here's why it's not a great point: is there's so much more at stake. We're not just playing it because it's amusing that a word sounds like another word. It's to make the point that this guy being hounded out of his career for teaching Chinese is horrific it's disgusting it's not me saying fart because a german word sounds like breaking wind it's i mean this is a huge issue in our society but i think the point can be made without playing it and then we don't you know we don't incite the mob there you go because if we incite the mob then i can't give the little speech i just gave all i know is i have one more payment on my wedding so just keep that in mind (laughs) (laughs) woman assaults 12 year old boy in boulder over trump yard sign police say Oh, boy. Boulder police are investigating a report that a 12-year-old boy was assaulted over a Donald Trump yard sign. I've never lifted my hand against a woman, never will. But if there's a gal in Colorado Springs that'd like to put this biatch's lights out, well, that's her business. According to I Bo- certainly would never encourage that. According to, according to Boulder police, the assault occurred oh, around Boulder. Okay, 3 sorry. p.m., uh, middle of the afternoon. Police said the boy was riding his bicycle with the Trump sign when a woman on a moped saw the sign and turned around to confront the boy. You're a lunatic. Yes. You are a lunatic. You are you're unbalanced. You're, you're a very troubled. crazy person. Boulder Police spokeswoman Shannon, somebody or other, said the suspect drove up to the boy and said something to the effect of, you want something to look at? And used a closed fist to strike the boy in the back of the head and arms four to five times. Holy cow. Uh, the woman then tried to take the sign before leaving the scene. Do we have an arrest? The suspect was described as a white female in her 20s. Shocking. Oh, wow. A militant young woman who's completely lost her mind. Yeah. Cases under investigation, no arrests so far, but that's craziness. That is absolute craziness. That will get very little attention uh, as opposed to if a a truck driver riding his uh, motorcycle came across uh, a a girl in in a... who had a Kamala Harris sign mm-hmm. and did the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's brutal. Just That'd keep saying story, anybody who likes Trump is a racist and committing violence. Just keep saying that. Nothing bad will happen. Um, yeah, I certainly hope they uh, they arrest that person. Craziness, and, uh, just craziness. So, oh, that's what I wanted to say. We posted a video at armstrongandgetty.com of this would-be protest outside a, a gas station where that... Uh, Suspect was shot or something like that. Um, and these uh, these woke types trying to prevent people from getting into the gas station, a guy who wouldn't have it, who inched his truck forward until he was at the gas pumps. It is unintentionally hilarious. 
it's absolutely uh, troubling at the same time, but it just it shows the militant, insane young women who've just completely lost their minds. There, there are plenty of jackass dudes too, or just completely unhinged. But in fact, do we have a clip of it? Yeah, can can you hit us with? Uh, hit us with 55 and 56. Why not? Hey, let me talk to them really quick. This is the type of foolishness that we're talking about. This man took his vehicle and tried to pass it through a peaceful protest and tried to kill us. That's exactly what happened. This is why when we try to tell you we're trying to keep this damn city cold, and this is what is happening a right now. This Josh yelling at friends, folks. That's they it. They run their car. That's it. For you, act like they didn't do anything wrong. So this guy inched his truck into the gas station to get gas, then stood there with his arms at his side saying, look, I just want gas. And these people are shrieking at him that we're trying to keep this city calm as they become completely unhinged. The irony police have been fully mobilized. Leave canceled. Uh, go ahead with 56. Well, it's interesting. You want to talk about, it's interesting. You want to talk about it? inciting a riot? And look at the testimony that came here to cause that's called domestic. That's called domestic terrorists. That's a domestic, that's a domestic terrorist. Make sure that they hear. This is domestic terrorists. It's really wild because if you watch it and you should, um, there there are only like six people there, like six young people. It's a small number, right? Yeah, yeah, six to ten, something like that. This is just a handful of small people. I mean, so. And they're they're at a gas station, and they're just kind of standing there, right? And then when a guy pulls in to get gas, they link arms and won't let him get gas. Well, you you can't leaving do that. him out in traffic. By the way, you can't do that. I own a gas station. People get to get gas here. Yeah, I'm in a car. This is a business. I get to go get gas there. You can't just link your arms there. I probably wouldn't have inched forward. I don't know what I'd have done. I suppose I'd have tried to turn around and go somewhere else, which sucks for the person who runs the business. But yeah, um, well, and I, you it's just, just if, weird. And that and it, so the guy just keeps going really, really slow. They they try to push on his vehicle to stop it, which is hilarious. He's he's driving a Ford Super Duty. With if they were five head of cattle, he could move them. But they're these skinny-armed little weasels. I'd have left. I'd have thought I don't want to ever. I don't want to deal with whatever this turns into. Yeah, I, I somebody, completely understand. Somebody that. pretending to get hurt, or or somebody with a uh, water bottle full of cement caves yeah. your head in, like right. happened to that old fella. Right. Well, I understand that, but we can't ca- capitulate our way out of this. We have to figure out what we as a society need to do. Wait a minute. I already figured it out. Enforce the damn law. Yeah. Those people are blocking entrance to a private business. I want the cops there now. See, I want them all arrested. I want them hauled off to jail. That's the that's the best and legitimate way to handle it is to put enough pressure on local law enforcement everywhere. Those people need to be under arrest. you got to throw them in jail, and the local DA has got to prosecute them with something that does enough damage that they don't think they can do this anymore. Now, the problem with conservatives is that we have jobs, but I would like to see a demonstration where you go down to the DA's office and block the entrance to the DA's office. Don't let them go in there and see what they do. You know, if if it takes civil disobedience to get these people's attention, what else are you going to do? You're going to just be prevented. This gas station today, honey, did you get the groceries? No, I couldn't because the 
there were a bunch of Antifa types linked hands outside the grocery store. But you got to watch that video. The guy screaming there about what? Are, what do you call it? Racial terrorism or yeah, domestic terrorism? And the reaction there is so out of proportion to the event that had just occurred. And it's all on video, so you can watch the whole thing. It's right. And, and the it's caption, really weird. The guy who tweeted it, I first became aware of it. His caption is: No matter how often I watch this, I still can't believe it's not parody. Yeah. Yeah. That's how unhinged these people are. Yeah, it's uh, these are really odd times. Oh, I mean, it couldn't. It just it's so much crazier than I thought anything would ever happen in my life. Yeah, it's at armstrongandgetty.com. You have to watch it. Send it to your friends. Um, send the link around. Um, and it's possible we ain't seen nothing yet in terms of craziness. We'll get to that next hour. If you get, do you get next hour of the Armstrong and Getty show? Oh, do you? If, if you, not, it's probably a human rights violation. If you, if you don't, you can go to armstrongandgetty.com. It's probably because of racism. You'll find the podcast. But we'll get into uh, the conversation that Attorney General Barr and Wolf Blitzer had yesterday about mail-in voting. And then some of the stats on how many people are going to vote by mail. It's way different for Trump than it is for Biden. Mm. And we're, we are, it is iceberg dead ahead. We are setting ourselves up for a disaster the days following November 3rd. Oh, good. And everybody's just sitting on the Titanic. I stole this metaphor, by the way. Uh, but everybody's on the Titanic watching the iceberg come, just saying, oh, yeah, it's going to hit us. Let's just keep going the same direction. Mm. Let's just do it. Let's just see how it turns out. Because you can see it coming plain as day. Can we please steer? Armstrong and Getty.